All right, guys, this is Memphis Mark coming to you from Mullet Manor. Uh, we are going to get right into this AEW Rampage review. They, oh, this is coming in from Ontario, California on 6322. Uh, before we get into all of that, I just want to make sure everyone does know that if you enjoy the podcast from the WWE family, the WWE podcast, um, you can go to Patreon and get uh, on the uh, the basic plan for 99 cents a freaking uh, a month. Now, I don't know about you. I can't afford a lot, but 99 cents a month, I had to do it myself. So anyway, we will, and you can, you can catch us on everything um, from, um, uh, uh, Spotify to uh, to uh, uh, iTunes to a little bit of everything. I'm sorry, I, I got distracted there for a second because I'm an idiot. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> let's get started uh, with a uh, a review of this week's show, and it came to us in the Young Bucks home area their hometown uh are, are right around though i think they're rancho cucamonga or something like that but uh their family and friends were there they did show that so uh but anyway the match starts off it's the lucha brothers against the young bucks and the young bucks of course start off with their basic uh uh uh, let's shan, a handshake. Uh, let's do the little uh, 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 back and forth. But they allowed Penta to do his uh, his little spill at the start, where he got all the way to removing the glove. And if you've uh, seen Penta, you know that he does the uh, the uh, the hand signal to the face, and then it's uh, uh, the with the crowd, and then they do a couple other little things, and then. When you really tick him off, after he does his little side-by-side, side, uh, I call it the uh, Frank Sinatra walk to the side, and, uh, and, and then, you know, you do the shoving back and forth, then he does the, hand, the glove pull-off. Now, when you get that far, you're getting into, in a smaller arena, uh, in his crowd, in the uh, and, and I don't want to say the Latino crowd because I love him. So in his crowd, uh, you, he gets to that point and the crowd goes crazy. So you've got the crowd going crazy. You've got the young bucks, of course, in their regular state of mind of uh, we own everything and then everybody's here to watch us. But oh, never mind, never mind. Sorry, going to try not to give an opinion and just give a review. Mimi, you are a genius because you can do this. I've got to learn. All right. But anyway, uh, the Young Bucks, we get back to that. Uh, they both displayed great, uh, you know, their air ability, uh, the, the, their acrobatics of, of jumping over one another, their crotch jump on the outside. They did all their typical moves. But normally when you see two tag teams that, that uh, go against each other so much, it is really, uh, it kind of gets stale. And uh, with this, with the Young Bucks and and the Lucha Brothers, it hasn't gotten to that point. And I, it, maybe it's because one team is better than the other, and I just can't figure it out. But I like the Lucha Brothers. Uh, Ray Phoenix, 
um, is uh, Ray Mysterio on, on on steroids, in my opinion. I mean, he is he has taken that that to that leap in the Luchador era. But anyway, we will go back to the match again. They've got the crowd worked up. Uh, they show they pan out, <coughs> excuse me, into the crowd, and they've got uh, the Hardy Boys sitting out there. They got the champ champs sitting out there. So. Uh, they go through everything. They're giving it the big fight feel. Now, this is the kickoff match. So, you know, they're giving it the big fight feel, the MMA, the the big-time boxing, the HBO boxing when they pan into the crowd. They're, they're doing everything right. Uh, but my only problem was they get to – they get to the end of the match. They do it. They they do. Oh, wait a minute! They get to it at the end of the match. They do a couple of moves, and then I'm trying to go into opinions. But um, um, they do some spectacular moves, and everybody's kicking out of everything, you know. And it could have been one of the kickout matches of the the century. Uh, but um, and usually on those matches, I have to add, usually when they have just where everybody's kicking out of everything, uh, those are usually there's not a dramatic lead up or anything to it these were great kickouts the uh, the uh, uh the stomp with the the ddt off the rope that the uh, the lucha brothers did uh everything was spot on uh but at the end you know they do the uh swipe the tag team partner off the uh the apron they get a double team a double team in the ring uh and then they pull penta's mask off you do not do that well they did <laughs> spoiler alert they did and uh that's pretty much whenever you pull a luchador's mask off that's going to be the end of the match within i'd say uh 90 seconds because uh, they've got to get their face covered up and they got to get everything. And in the old days, you know, there were actually magazines out there that would take pictures that weren't in the script or were not going along. They were trying to get a scoop. So they still uh, uh, go into that mode when a mask is pulled off. So uh, uh, then we go into Hobbs and Starks against the two jabronis from, um, I don't know, Parts Unknown. And uh, but they did put out a promo just before the match started, and the promo was 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 better than the match, but the promo was pretty good, I guess. Um, uh, but they do their promo. They come out. The jabronis come out. They whoop on them. Um, the pose after the match. Hobbs is laying in a pose on his side in the middle of the ring, and. Ricky Starks is doing his uh, Heisman Trophy, I want to be controller of the world, look at me pose. That one just didn't work for me. But anyway, now I could go into CM Punk here right now, but I will not. I will save that towards the end because I'm trying not to be so opinionated. So we were going to the Kara Hogan, uh, the Athena match, the debut of Athena, the fallen goddess. And, uh, of course, Hogan comes out with Jade and the baddies, Red Velvet and everybody, Jade, the TBS champ and the undefeated champ. And uh, she's sitting ringside with her new mouthpiece, which I really think is going to work better for her than the lawyer because I just really don't like lawyers. <laughs> 
nothing events. I've got friends that uh, that are friend, that are lawyers, I, and and they will tell you. I will tell them during the business hours. I may not like you, but anyway, uh, that will go back into <laughs> that we're getting into opinions. <laughs> but uh, we'll go in. The match was good. They had their um, their uh, uh, red velvet gets involved in the match. Uh, and, you know, a couple other. You know, they get kicked upside the head. Everything goes through. But the main thing was to give a debut to Athena that is going to be a, a valuable opponent or a vulnerable opponent towards uh, Jade. And uh, I think she did a good, you know, good spot with that. I think she's been underused in the past and uh, hopefully she'll get the right writing and, uh, and, and get a good storyline to fit into this. But the match was good. Uh, they, she had her, uh, as I said, red velvet got involved Everybody got kicked upside the head, and it was a good finish. You know, Athena did off the top rope of her move. I'm not sure of exactly what she's calling it because I think I heard two different versions of uh, the finish, so I won't mention that until I know for sure. But it was a good, uh, it was a good finish, and I think a good debut for Athena. Okay, well, I guess we can get into the House of Black. Uh, their promo that they did, and and they're able to use these guys in short spurts because they're building their own following. They're selling t-shirts, and they're selling uh, merchandise. And uh, when you're selling merchandise and you are successful on the mic, then you will find a spot, or they will find a spot for you. And I think that, th- that uh, tonight on Rampage, I believe – they just gave us a little glimpse because they added someone. And I know I know her name, and I know you know her name from uh, the Varsity Bonds, and, but I'm thinking they might change her name. She might be known as something else in the upcoming weeks. I'm not sure of that, but I won't name her by name. We'll just say that the House of Black added someone to their flock thankfully or due to the varsity blondes so uh, there we go now there again i could go into cm punk but no wait a minute i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off on that i'm gonna hold off i'm biting my lip i'm biting my lip we're gonna go to the dante uh dante martin uh scorpio sky the tm uh, tnt champ uh, uh, the Dante Martin, he, uh, he comes out with Matt Sedell and, uh, you know, Taz mentioned this and I've, I've heard, you know, I knew they said he was a young talent, but uh, Taz, I believe it was, it mentioned, uh, or the mask man, uh, mentioned that, uh, he was 21 years old. So this guy's been killing it, at least from what I've seen for over two years. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, his brother's gotten hurt, but, you know, he's been killing it. And uh, he hadn't even been able to buy a beer. <laughs> so, you know, thankfully he is now 21 and uh, and uh, he can buy himself a cocktail at his pleasure, whether he decides to or not. But uh, Dante Martin, Scorpio Sky, you know, Dante comes out with Matt Sedell and Scorpio Sky comes out with Ethan Page and Dan Lambert of American Top Team. And uh, normally, 
Dan Lambert seems to do the bulk of the talking. But, um, you know, to tell you the truth, he kind of did the lead-in. He did a good start uh, to where whoever's following him. Now, Paul Heyman is one of the best at it, uh, that he can give you uh, uh, three-quarters of a paragraph and leave two lines for someone else, and it makes them seem relevant in the whole conversation. And But this is not tonight. Uh, um, Dan Lambert, you know, did his little uh, uh, little start. Ethan Page came in, gave his little bit, and then Scorpio Sky ended it like it should be. And um, uh, they're building something there. But as far as the match, I'm just not – this could have been a lot better match, uh, uh, especially – Knowing what they had to deal with, with the 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 uh, we might as well use the, the the phrase that's been thrown around the pipe bomb that was thrown last week. Uh, they know that they're going to have eyes on this show, and uh, people are definitely going to be watching and listening. So um, the 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 match was good. I'm not trying to say it wasn't a good match. It just I think could have been more. Scorpio is is such a great wrestler. Uh, and uh, Dante, uh, is, you're either going to get uh, fantastic, you know, or you're going to get, man, he almost had that one. Or did you see he was just a little late on that? But, man, it, it could have looked so. But you got a good steady match tonight. Uh, you know, the TKO uh, by Scorpio wins the match. And uh, they give him a little air time towards the end, you know. And, they, you know. Uh, uh, that was okay, uh, you know, and it was it was a C ending on a B show, in my opinion. Oh, there we go, back to my opinion. But anyway, let's get back to what I've been biting my lip. I'm now, I think, let me check. Okay, no blood. All right, I've been biting my lip over this, the CM Punk. What do you do if you're Tony Khan? You got your face of the place. CM Punk, and I'm going to use this reference quite a few times, but is it a work? But um, I don't know if anybody saw my tweet earlier today at uh, Memphis Mark for you, um, but um, I, I just put out what what I got off Twitter, nothing that I got exclusively, but it was the ending of the uh, the taping of last week's show. Where MJF drops uh, his uh, his uh, your mark comment, and um, it shows the the back of him where he's doing his camera shot, and then uh, he gets through and, and and he looks over at the producer. Is this a work? But he uh, looks over at the producer. The producer says, "Hey, yeah, cut your mic off." Uh, he throws the mic down, picks the scarf up. And about this time, one boot on, one boot off, here comes CM Punk down the ramp. And he's saying pretty much, what the, and, you know, I saved you a bleep there, Matt. Uh, but uh, he's coming down pretty much say, what the hell's going on? You know, what's going on? And uh, 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 MJF sees him, looks at him. Uh, Punk's got his hands in the air, uh, you know, side to side up above his head like, hey, hey, what, what, what? And uh, MJF looks like he's disgusted, doesn't want to hear from him, 
doesn't want to hear from everybody. CM Punk keeps approaching. He gets close to the ringside. MJF jumps through the ropes. CM Punk proceeds to go to the side of the ring towards him. MJF looks back one more time, jumps over the barrier, and heads through the crowd. Uh, The security staff looks stunned. Is this a work? Um, And so everybody looks at a state of shock. The cameras pan back off, and uh, that leads into tonight. So CM Punk walks down to the ring with a limp, noticeable limp. He has been wearing a shirt that has had political slogans or his opinion, not his normal buy my shirt, here's my shirt kind of deal. He walks down, white shirt on, looks worried, looks a little um, haggard. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm a little old with my references. Looks a little uh, worn or tattered. Um, And then um, says he's got good news and bad news. Uh, then you see it right around this time somewhere, and my timing is not going to be perfect, but you see somewhere in this time that he has a, a tear to the eye, wipes a tear away. But he pretty much says, um, you know, that he would go until the wheels fell off and pretty much, hey, a freaking wheel fell off. And um, the way he walked out, and if they're going to relinquish his time on air and probably put him on uh, commentary for a month or so, then he is hurt. They would not take this man off a title run if there wasn't a problem. And that's not my opinion. That's business. Uh, they just put him in this position. Um, and uh, it looks like what we're getting ready to deal with is a tournament because he said – you know, hey, uh, you know, the I wore it, uh, go to the wheels well off and a, and a wheel fell off and uh, and it was a bump in the road and, and he kept, ex, you know, pretty much, you know, it, 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 trying to make sure he got the point across that the get back is bigger than the setback. Uh, and he never used the word relinquish or uh, I'm going to uh, evade or uh, a banquet or whatever I'm going to uh, you know give up the title he never said that uh, but you know what's got to happen if he's hurt you know the standard rule is 30 days no defend you've got to defend in 30 days so if that is where we are then we're we're getting the wheels of the riding of AEW into override into overtime because they have probably laid out a path, no matter or no telling how many months ahead with Punk in the headlining uh, and and writing, and then all of a sudden, in a matter of seconds, that's what can happen. And when you tell me that wrestling isn't real, I might can tell you who's going to win that match by by the the uh, the lead up to it and the promos and everything else. I might give you an educated opinion, but I'm not the one in there getting my ass hit or getting thrown around off that ring. And uh, and let me tell you, it don't take much. I have literally had someone throw me, uh, well, hip toss, uh, and I've been thrown off the top rope and the middle rope. And uh, I knew it was coming, and I was told how to land. That hurts. So when these guys get out here for 
they're not having to do 300 days like they did in the other organization, but they're out there pumping along for a lot of time. And a lot of these guys do independent shows. They go to New Japan. Um, you know, so these guys are, are working a lot of days. And you over repetition alone, you're going to get hurt. But when you're being thrown and uh, had projectiles uh, 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 forcibly thrown into your body like a chair or being thrown into a table or, man, just landing wrong. Back when I was growing up, these wrestlers did not do these high-flying moves. And um, and these guys have, have got weight and size to them. And these ankles, knees, these joints, they do tear up. So, in my opinion, it's not a work that CM Punk is hurt and uh, that they're going to have to do a tournament. So, now we're, we've got a whole new uh, a thing to uh, to think about uh, the tournament. Who uh, are they going to give it to? Brian Daniel? Are they going to uh, John Moxley? Are they going to go the other way and go towards a Jericho? Uh, are they? You know who are that Wardlow? Hey, you know who are they going to write the next storyline on? Because uh, I think it all just got thrown in the trash with an injury. Now, CM Punk can stand around and do some talking. They, they're using the gentleman from the Acclaim. They're bringing him out in a wheelchair with Billy Gunn, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, pushing him down there and still allowing him to use the word ass boys. So, I mean, and he's hurt. So are they going to wheel CM Punk out after surgery? Hmm. I don't know. Well, I guess that what makes... Uh, this uh, wrestling such a a good uh, poor man's soap opera, I used to call it, or a uh, country man's soap opera, or uh, uh, whatever you might refer to it as. Um, you don't know, and we're going to have to wait and see. But anyway, guys, that is pretty much the review for 6322 on A&EW, or AEW Rampage. And uh, I thank everyone for putting up with me for a little while. Mimi, I'm sure you'll be back here in a few weeks. We're going to try to do somewhat of a half-assed job to what you do. And hopefully we won't lose your audience. <laughs> so, guys, remember to spay and neuter. And as always, this is Memphis Mark. And you know what? I'm out. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.